The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Sean I'm Sarah Becker. I'm Trevor Flynn. I'm Peter Dancy. I'm Jack Newman. And I'm Ben Howarth, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. (laughs) We're (laughs) going crazy. I'm Southern now. We're in Kentucky. I uh, went. Oh, oh, mom went to Kentucky, and I did too. As as somebody whose parents come from Kentucky, I am genuinely offended. (laughs) (laughs) This is more of a Walter Brennan. Impression. Yeah. <laughs> Just saw my darling Clementine. Boy, did he shoot at what was his name? The guy from Club Anger Man. Yeah. Um, he oh, was wide her. It's a good movie. Give it nine out of ten. All right. I'm done. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So, I've lost my mind. I've gone stir crazy. Which means we're still I, talking about James Bond. Yay! Yeah. We are here we'll see, to talk we'll see about how it is. the third Bond film and arguably the most famous Bond film. Um, I was actually kind of curious because uh, I, I use this uh, movie website called uh, I Check Movies, which uh, tells you like all these. It'll show you a movie and it'll tell you how many like famous movie lists it's on. So it'll tell you like you know it's on Roger Ebert's great list or the thousand one movies to watch or IMDb top two fifty. And uh, this is the Bond film on the most lists. I think it is kind of a good example <laughs> of this is like the canonical one, which we will. I'm very curious to talk about why that is and, and if you agree with that or not. But this is the one. This is the big one. This is the one that made all the money. It's the one that established the franchise as a, a huge <laughs> blockbuster success. And it's mostly about golf. So we'll talk a lot about <laughs> Literally, uh, all like, of it. I think yeah. like 25% of this movie is golf. So really? it's a lot of golf. <laughs> it's like one scene. <laughs> Just I, I really just didn't mind the golf, to be honest. It's, oh, it's did, you, did you not? Did the lawyer not hate it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the most lawyer movie. Um, yes, yeah, so but let's Sorry, just get through Sean. the uh, get get to, to the basics first, and then we'll talk about yeah. uh, all the bits and bobs. Yeah. My brain's broken. Um, so this is Goldfinger. It is directed by Guy Hamilton. His first Bond film. Still produced by Saltzman and Broccoli. Screenplay by Richard Maybaum and Paul Din. Based, of course, on the novel. Sean Connery is back once again as James Bond for his third outing. We also have Honor Blackman as Pussy Galore, the main Bond girl this time. With the most obvious Bond girl name until Octopussy. We also have Gert Frobe as Auric Goldfinger. Though not the voice of Gert Frobe as Eric Goldfinger. Yeah. Um, as of Shirley Eaton as Jill Masterson and Harold Sakata as... The yeah. throwing odd job. And of course, we still have Bernard Lee, Lois Maxwell, and Desmond Llewellyn coming back for their MI16 roles. Um, it was edited again by uh, Peter Hunt, music by John Barry, cinematography by Ted Moore. So let's get a synopsis here. British secret agent James Bond is tasked by the Bank of England and MI6 to investigate bold magnet. Auric Goldfinger, who they suspect is building up a vast inventory of gold bars. At first, nothing seems all too special about the gold-obsessed tycoon, but after Bond gains knowledge of a secret scheme involving Goldfinger, which is about to be initiated, codenamed Operation Grand Slam, he realizes that the fate of the entire Western economy may be at stake if the bullion dealer is not stopped. So, uh, you know, this is this is your this is your Bond film in earnest. 
we had two films of varying quality, kind of trying to figure out what this is. Yeah. But here we have it. We got a villain. We got a Bond girl. We got a crazy plot. Corn, so Cornzilla. We have to ask Jack. Start with you to start oh, us off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, how, yeah I, how does this one work? I, I, it's, it's a, you know, one of the things that is really funny, it's like one of those series that it's, it's uh, imagine if Joel Schumacher's Batman became the primary Batman. That's, that's like what I think sometimes about the kind of bond and stuff. It's like we, we've gone from like kind of Russia with love and, and this is a very, this is a good movie. I'm not denying that this is a, like a good movie, but it, it there's so much here that's hard objectionably to look back in the past because it is maximum zany bond <laughs> and, and it changed I, I understand its place in history sometimes about how it changed film and how it changed like you know action movies and stuff like that uh it's a weird <laughs> so there's like it's one of those things too the, the, you the roger moore bond became zanier bond and it's kind of the and set in my mind is like the best version of zany bond seeing sean connery go full zany is always kind of weird to me it's like there's so many little asides too. It's like the, the the whole point of it. It's like between Sean Connery and Trump have a dick measuring competition, like over and over again. And and well, specifically, I don't know. I I always think of like Oric Goldfinger is like it's Trump. He is Trump. Hey. Like, <laughs> he's pretty Trumpy. His like, his style is very Trumpy. Like, yeah, with it's the like, ornate it's and the Roman engraved. Yeah. It's like it's like the whole thing is like there, man. It's like it's like you're, you're just going through it. He's like playing all this golf and you're like, it's Trump. It's like bomb versus Trump. This movie is so topical if it didn't have a rape scene in it. <laughs> if the hero didn't rape a person, it's probably OK. You know, um, I, I, I will have to talk about that scene eventually. I don't I mean, necessarily want to still topical, arguably. Uh, well, yeah, I <laughs> typically you'd think it was Trump, though, that did it. <laughs> True. Fair point. Uh, um. But uh, yeah, so is this is a this is a. Ironically, I find From Russia with Love, to be a better movie than this. I think that's kind of more of like my spy thriller, love of Bond is like that thing, and I think this one is definitely like like, Oric doesn't ever kill Bond just because he's like having like a weird man moment with him like all the way through the film like where he's just like trying to measure up to James Bond he just invites him and tells him his plan and it's it's that classic villain monologue even though he's the villain that said I expect you to die and then Bond tricks him into not killing him and uh, then best, they best line in the movie yeah best exchange mm-hmm. best ex- one great. of the best exchanges in Bond probably right yeah I mean, I'll, I'll, movie, yeah, yeah I'll agree yeah Yes. And it would have been yeah. great if he had just followed through, which I realized then, you know, James Bond would have been dead and that would have been the end of the franchise. But, or, yeah. you know, castrated, like, which oh, would also be the end of the eh. franchise. Yes. Which was also, again, his whole man, it's his, his whole man on man metaphor. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and what does he do? Like after Goldfinger's been humiliated is like Ajab literally takes a ball, like his balls and just crushes them and is like. I will crush you in your giant balls, sir. <laughs> but like, I respect them. There's I phallic them imagery all over. So much. There's a reason he goes dick first with the laser. <laughs> like absolutely. <Yeah>. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also like I think that I think one of the other things too is that like you know James Bond is very much a dad movie in my thought process sometimes, and this is the one that sort of cements like like kind of like the dad movie corny. Well, yeah, yeah, like and, like and the man measuring Bond, vibe. Two for me, and why I think some people don't like it, why I do like it is Bond movies tend to be very comfy. I think that's why I found them on cable. They fit very mm-hmm. well alongside your your fugitives, your uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, your Shawshank Redemptions. Bowl. These movies oh, that just have a, I, a lovely, languid pace. 
that work really well with commercials and just kind of, you just kind of just. It is amazing nice how Sunday much Shawshank afternoon. sucks you in. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah, it just, you know, you come yeah. in at any scene and say with Bond, it's like the plot is very easy to understand right away. Yeah. I, I, I walked into my girlfriend watching the Shawshank rape scene the other day and I still was like, all right, I'm watching this movie now. Like wor- worst possible time to walk into the movie. Ocean, and I was, I'd like, add Ocean's 11 to that. Ocean's 11 another like great oh, yeah. movie whenever it's on TV. I'm oh, just yeah. like, I'm, I'm here. You know, and and I think this kind of establishes that. I mean, you know, you just you just watch it bond, try to figure some stuff out, try yeah, to stop some yeah. stuff. <laughs> it never has it's any a, kind of maximum big yeah. scene. It's sort of interesting to me about why this is the number one, and I think it's more because I think you know, I'm surprised it's this one, and when we get to it, not you, uh, uh, you only live twice, because that's the one. Maybe just because of like Austin Powers cementing that and the Simpsons episode cementing that that is like to me what a Connery weird Bond movie is yet Goldfinger is the one and I wonder if it's just like process of elimination <laughs> like to get there like you have to have a Connery but it's so interesting too because every <laughs> other Connery movie involves Spectre and right. Blofeld in some way even Dr. No retroactively this is the only one that doesn't Goldfinger is not even retroactively part of Spectre he's just had his own plan up his sleeve um it's like the only one that doesn't have like a huge action scene. It has like smaller action scenes. It has a big heist scene, which is very interesting. But it and I don't like, but I don't like consider the whole knocking all the guards out to be like an action scene per se. Maybe at the end, I guess there's a big shootout, and that's kind of the closest. Yeah, there's yeah. some car chases. Yeah. There's yeah. some car. There's a. Yeah. There is a. There is a pretty good car. To be chase honest, the, the one thing I was reading about that that is the car chase. That like car chases became kind of a thing after that car chase, or like, and that's and that's like that's like kind of its moment in history. It's like when he ejects a person out of the car, and everybody was like, "What?" And it it was practical. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and it's just got, but it's got the stuff you love. Like you know, why does he bring the most stereotypical mafia in the any movie who are literally? Eating meatball sandwiches and <laughs> heavy giant mustaches, going yeah, blah, 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 blah. and then he gasses <laughs> them all for no reason, and it's yeah. fantastic. You know, like uh, that. That is that whole. That is one of my just favorite little things. Star Wars even rips it off. You know, like with the whole like uh, uh, yeah. Empire Strikes Back, he kills off you know various people who dis- are disloyal to him. Killing off disloyal, evil people is mwah, uh, every time. I love it. Every mm-hmm. time. That's why my it's favorite like you joke. All, it's like, you all may be evil, but He's I am um, the evil. Because they always but have he, a specific yeah. way. Yeah, a little button or a little gas chamber. Like, they thought ahead. Like, this guy's a real dick. And if I ever get a chance, oh, I'm going to push that button. Mm. Yeah. A couple thoughts. So I, I totally agree with, with what you're saying about how this is the most, like, it's just kind of accessible bond that we've seen so far. I would kind of compare, you know, doing like a Scotch metaphor from West, from Russia with love is more of a, you know, your logic. Oh my fucking <laughs> fuck! <laughs> right, it's like I just want to say, uh, like, I refuse to be on a, po- I refuse to let Sean on a podcast on here without me on here as well to tell you to fuck off. Like, <laughs> like I, I didn't even understand what you're saying, but come on, did you? You didn't, you didn't you know, finish, so, yeah. well, I want to hear the Scotch it. metaphor. Yeah, finish. no, we have to now. <laughs> you know, it's bourbon. Goldfinger, <laughs> Goldfinger is kind of your Glenn Fittick, you know. It's just, it's just a very drinkable, 
smooth scotch. You know, I, the problem will be every time I start drinking it, I just like I'll have like four glasses of it because it's like it's just like drinking water. And that's kind of how I feel about this movie. It's like it's, you just you can keep knocking it back. Um, but hell, it's a good time. Roger you know, Moore is a Zima. <laughs> he is a Zima. He is a Zima. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I, it's I, just I, like uh, light and refreshing. Sometimes you want a Zima. I'm just saying. <laughs> I've, never actually, I've never actually had a Zima. I just know it's a joke. <laughs> it's, it but, tastes no, like no. if Ramune was alcoholic. That's what Zima tastes. Yeah, I like. think. I think. Yeah, I think. Sean's right. I think like. So if we go through all the spirits, I think that yes, uh, Connery is a Scotch. I want to say Lazenby oh, is yeah. like. Yeah. I don't know. He's weird. I don't know where I'd put Lazenby, like a weird off-brand, strange one, like a like a mezcal or something that just nobody not really knows. <laughs> yeah. And then like, yeah, more is a wine cooler, some kind of just like a chill. Like he's wine drunk, like a nice crisp white wine cooler. Yeah, it's and then I, uh, I don't know. He's classier than a wine cooler, though. I feel like Sean Connery would be more of a wine cooler or like a spritzer. It's too hard. Like you, you drink. Not Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. Jesus. No, no. I said so the wrong thing. Sorry. Brosnan? So long as we Brosnan. make a Pierce Brosnan, yeah. Brosnan. we're talking. Oh, okay. This movie has Sean Connery. I'm Pierce Brosnan's a hundred percent Jameson. Uh, yeah. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> Name's Irish Bond. Sister. James Bond. <laughs> I was in Irish, Irish rebel Bond? movies and now I work for the English government. <laughs> I only played IRA members until right now. <laughs> I don't think uh, I sold out to you. Really- <laughs> Yeah, uh, the whole Sean Bean, Pierce Brosnan, you know, different different movie, but like the whole thing where it's like you're doing this all for Queen and Country, he's like talking to an Irish one. It's kind of weird, but oh yeah, it is what it is. Um, but you know, with with Goldfinger, I, I honestly I think he's like one of the you know of the three movies we've seen so far, he is the best Bond villain. Um, you know, the the scene you were describing, Ben, where he just like gasses the whole American mafia, which apparently is a thing. Uh, you know and. The the lot the you know the famous line uh, you know I want you to I expect you to die, um, I th- I think all of these things kind of just put him up there, you know not 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 even just like the three that we've seen but you know probably one of the best Bond villains uh, you know period, uh, he just it's a great performance uh, and it's kind of you know I think that that adds a little bit to to why this is such a you know quintessential Bond film. Well, I think what I love about it that that establishes for the better is just like I miss Bond hanging out with villains it was just a thing in the older Bond films he just hung out with villains for way too long but it was kind of great they always had like a weird rapport they always just kind of chilled out for a bit uh, Craig movies never have that he he almost never meets the villain for more than a scene or two and then they're off doing hackery things usually and I, I miss it I miss I know it's hokey trope and I know it's the classic you know thing that it, it's it's almost unfortunate that for how funny I do find the Austin Powers, particularly when they make fun of Bond tropes in particular to be, they kind of ruined it because like <laughs> if people just make this just Austin Powers now. And so like, you know, I, I, I but I do miss. Yeah, I agree. You should just murder him. Every villain should just murder him immediately <laughs> with a gun. It's, you know, it's uh, my favorite line, Austin Powers. I have a gun in my room. I'll go get it right now. <laughs> this will be yes. over in 10 seconds. Like, it's so true. But 
You know, I miss the laser beams and the sharks and the, I'm going to put Bond in a, 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 a giant uh, uh, underneath a rocket ship or whatever. Um, I yeah, think that I'm is one of the better ones. And Auric definitely brings a level of pomp and, and pretentiousness. And you just kind of love how sneering and and uh, it, it works really well to the dubbing. He is dubbed by a completely different actor. It's, it's I did not things. notice. Not that I noticed yeah, those right. things. But yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't either. either. No, I didn't know. It's one of the better dubbings, but he is a straight up German actor. <laughs> like, and he has no wow. German uh, voice. And I think he even wrote his, said his lines phonetically, and then they dubbed over that. Mm. Um, but uh, it kicks kind of a good thing because he's got this big, booming presence, but he's a very kind of like soft and, and, and kind of like authorial voice. That's it's a nice combo. Um, versus also, I think it's just a good casting of. Very loud, uh, talkative villain, quiet, imposing uh, henchman. That's another classic mm, bond. Yeah, that is. yeah. I, w- I was gonna say. I think. I think. I think it was also very, very much to to to, to um. It it, it it helped that 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 odd job that odd job. What what was that henchman? It, like having a henchman like that also helped him as a villain because because it's like okay, yeah, you have this big guy, and you, but he like, but you look you look at his you look at his like his little henchman, and it's like it was like well, what can he do? Well, his hat is basically like his hat his hat is basically like probably inspiration for that one character from Mortal Kombat. Like it will slice mm-hmm. her head off. So why else would I not have him? And like, like, he'll, he'll he'll intimidate you like just slowly throughout the whole movie. So I, a couple thoughts. Uh, first, it was, it was a little striking to me, and you know I'm not watching this in the '60s, but the the villain was, uh, you know, a German guy and a Japanese guy. It's like, oh, we're getting like some World War II flashbacks here. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that was kind of intentional on their part. But well, I mean, he I literally kind of shows him Nazi gold at one point. So <laughs> right, uh, right. Um, yeah, right. It was kind of before the Russians were like a good villain. It's like, okay, we're, we're doing and that. I was kind of, they never make it clear, but I always kind of got the impression that he was like former Nazi or Nazi related. But that's not like ever. It's all you have to remember. It's only 20 years after the war. So it's not yeah. improbable that there are secret <laughs> so Nazis still. The around. actual line that he used. Did you did you tell him about Esgeshat? Uh, Sorry, I'm going to butcher it. Esgeshat on Heinlichen Tag. What does that mean? So it's a German novel. <laughs> the creator of the film, uh, you know, so they had they, they had uh, they really wanted Orson Welles to play Auric Goldfinger. I was about to say yeah, an Orson yeah. Welles yeah. type, if you will. Oh, that, that makes a lot like, of sense. Yeah, yeah that makes but a lot of sense. Obviously, he was too expensive. So because <laughs> he was like, too expensive. And then notably, for he was in the Woody Allen jokey Casino Royale. Strangely. Yeah. So yeah. they got well, him for that one somehow. Anyways, the guy auditioned for the line and this is the other thing you know about he all his slides were dubbed because they had to speed up because he talked too slow in every scene. The only scene where yeah. we hear his real voice is when he gasses all the mafia people. Yes, every other scene right. his his voice is sped up and doubled <laughs> that's, how, that's like how quick it is that's that's his voice in the movie but the other thing too is that they wanted for the role for the character they imagined the pedophile from a german uh play called uh I, I, i'm no it's a, it's not a play it's a swiss german spanish thriller film directed by a ladslo vade sorry i'm destroying this uh, and it's about uh, I, well, I don't know what it, it's it's called the, it happened in broad daylight. Is, 
Yeah. It happened in broad daylight, and it's about a pedophile. And they said, the pedophile from that movie, that's who Goldfinger is. Yeah. Wow. In retrospect, I feel like I don't feel bad for attempting him to Trump, but I'm also like, oh, here we are. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, no, I mentioned that. Yeah, he just said his lines phonetically and was completely dubbed over, which creates a very odd, uh, uh, interesting kind of look to him and then uh sakata also did not speak any english the guy who played odd job he was just a japanese wrestler who again they hmm. just picked on stature and i think he's so interesting because he's, he's just like he just goes on for miles horizontally but it's not very tall vertically and it just <laughs> creates this like great box shape when he's in the suit his suit yeah, yeah short yes. and stout and powerful. by all accounts the sweetest nicest man in the world apparently like yeah no i'd be play that. odd yeah. job like characters forever and had no like problems with it apparently he was totally fine just being known as the odd job guy he you can look up in the 70s he started commercials for cough syrup and the whole bit in the commercial is he's like <clears throat> and they'll like smash something because he's too strong and then he's <laughs> like odd job drink this cough syrup and he's like oh i'm sorry uh, well, it's also, you got him, ironically, I'm not sure he got, I mean, I guess he got famous for this role, but like, for, oh, yeah. I guess maybe I'm a kid, because I'm like, he didn't get famous till Goldeneye, and you could get Oddjob in the hat, so I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's like yeah, where I know He became a from. legendary, don't pick Oddjob! You pick our job, yep. we're done as friends. <laughs> yep. People don't know who've never played the uh, GoldenEye video game. Our job was proportional, so he was smaller, and it was much harder to move your gun back then because you had to press another button. There yeah. was no two sticks, so it wasn't easy mm-hmm. just to point down. So, you know, if you're shooting, you would shoot over his head right. every freaking time. Yeah, so my friend. It was literally a thing that if you picked odd job you were kicked out of the house my friend always picked odd job the friend oh, i played because yeah. oh, he's an oh, asshole oh, boot boot and by boot we mean kick him physically out of the house which is much harder to do back in the day <laughs> you had to have much more of a social interaction mom my friend is leaving a, because he picked odd job <laughs> i was an idiot and always picked baron samdi who's like eight uh, feet tall and like, oh he yeah so dude, cool. he was yeah what was uh funny about odd job is that like his mechanism of like killing people with a hat is like literally the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever seen on well, screen or like it's up there. I, I think but they make it they actually make it like kind of intimidating because like when he when, he, when he's like he aiming kills, his hat. Uh, uh, who's the girl's name who dies? Because it's like really weird. Where like oh. two sisters die in this movie. And it's oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the first the first sister is uh, Jill Masterson. She gets killed. Yeah, yeah. Jill is the one who gets killed with the hat. She gets. It's uh, really bleak. It, it's like it looks like it hurts. And yeah, yeah, fuck that. But yeah, yeah she she gets a skin suffocation, and the other one gets hit by the fucking hat. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, uh, when they when they try to explain, it's just a weird deal. Like, there's so many like kind of weird quirks about this movie, but like the whole concept that if you like paint someone gold, you know, they're gonna like die somehow. It's I'm just like mm. they like, Which try to ex- feeds into the old urban legend that the actress actually did die when they did this. Did you guys ever hear that? Because I had a yeah. friend growing I up who like, tried to convince I, me. I, I met a guy in college who we were watching Goldfinger, and I'm not going to say his name. It was Scott Collins, uh, who swore <laughs> up and down that oh the God. actress died. And, yeah. uh, and, like, I just, fully believed that and like <laughs> thought I was watching a snuff film we were, until we I looked it up. We were watching it in my room, 
and I was just like, she didn't die. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? It's well, crazy. the CD covered all of her, and you can't survive through that. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? In the script, they know it's a bad idea, so they actually had doctors on set and left the bare patch or whatever, because that's actually how they thought it worked back then, that you could skin suffocate, which is bogus and not how it works. We're not frogs. We don't breathe through our skin. It's it's, like that. It's so strange. That was only 50 years ago. Yeah. It's scary. It was a doctor. What are we going to know in 50 years? You're fine. There's an inch on the spine. It's also one of those moments. To tell that this woman's alive. It's also one of those moments when Bond gives us that information that I remember Ben warning me about, I think, last time, where he's like, Bond kind of turns into Sherlock Holmes a little bit, where he just starts knowing things. It's just yeah. really yeah. It's starting. It's yeah. starting. Where he's starting. like, oh, belly dancers do this thing. And, 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 and like, I, that one's a least like he you know okay he likes the ladies he likes the exotic places he's probably heard that in a bar right. somewhere it's when you get to more and he's like literally like this flower grows in here and you're like fuck get off. the fuck out of here I love it there's like there are scenes where he's like this flower glows here and he's like telling it to a botanist and I'm like why the fuck does he know this like it's, it's <laughs> because the botanist was a woman that's exactly yeah, right. So he had to explain. Yeah. It Actually, to, to be honest, until Mark Watney, all botanists in movies were women. <laughs> oh, well, it's kind of true. It's kind of true. I, I mean, I it's like realize. a it's like a sexistly assigned role that happens in movies. Like, you know, it's like a fair. It's like a female lead thing. It's like you can be a sexy like botanist. They like yeah. flowers. Isn't mm-hmm. that a thing? She's a sexy, smart botanist. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. One yeah. of the things that's really interesting about this movie to me is, gosh, I, I probably watched this probably 15 years ago. It's, it's been such a long time since I've seen it. But there are so many, like, kind of iconic scenes that even 15 years later, like, really stick out in my memory. You know, just a couple being, uh, you know, the, the, the woman who's, like, dead, painted all in gold. The laser scene. You know, the scene at the end where the the, the, the bomb stops at, like, 007. Um, you know, these are just all very weirdly things that kind of stick out to me in my memory and when I was like rewatching it I'm like oh yeah like I remember all of these scenes um so it's just it's just interesting to me and kind of maybe one of the reasons this like remains a really iconic movie is that there's just all these moments that um even after a really long time uh just kind of you know stay in your stay in your memory well um my mother was telling me that she graduated from high school in 1964 and this movie came out the summer right after she graduated. It was the first Bond film that she had seen in theaters. And she remembers how much, how many things in this movie just shocked her. Like at the time there were so many, like whether we view them as gimmicks now or not back then, it was just, Oh, what a plot twist or, Oh, what a cool effect. Mm-hmm. It um, is. I, I think one of the things we don't put into context of this movie is that this movie is weird by now's context and by then's context. Yes. And like, and I guess like, if you went in to see this movie, you you were as a, as a as like a 1964 viewer. Like, I have no idea what the fuck's gonna happen next. Pussy Galore's gonna fly a plane. I don't know. They went into a bar. I wasn't comfortable with it, but I don't know. Apparently, they donated a lot to the Republican Party, so it's all okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what happened, by the way. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, the dude apparently like had the chairman of the Repu- 
Republican Party over for dinner and told him how much he donated to the Republican Party so that they didn't get a moral panic over pussy galore. So that's why uh, all the posters say Miss Galore or quote unquote wow. uh, Goldfinger's <laughs> plane mm, attendant. Clever. Wow. <laughs> Which, by the way, did anybody else get a little bit of a lesbian vibe from Pussy Galore? Oh, that's not unintentional. Yes, she is okay. up a lesbian in the book. Yeah, uh, no, that's a fact. That's a fact. And yeah. James Bond and just fucks a she and it. the entire uh, flying oh my God, squadron. Sarah's face. All five of them, young, blonde, and hot. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. they, they were like, like, so like very much a lesbian. So you say Pussy Galore, is it because... You get pussy galore? Yeah, I think uh, so. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. She, yeah. she has a flying circus and they're all hot and, you know, they just live together. It's a that thing. And that it, moment where yeah, all five of like, France up to her, like, hi, boss. Like, what's yeah. your going? And yeah. she's just like, go on, do your drills again. I'll call you. I'll call you when I need you. Yeah, she's, Man. She's, I, which, again, it's like, thankfully, they tone it, they make it more implied, but in the book, Again, it is one of the grossest things Ian Fleming's ever wrote. I just have to make it clear. Mm-hmm. He is extremely homophobic and very lesbianphobic mm. in particular. He has uh, a big, but like, weird no, chip on his shoulder. He's, uh, he's like, I, we gotta like stress this. He wants like a character to dominate lesbians. He doesn't hate lesbianism. Yeah. He wants somebody to just like, it's well, like, it's no, a real but, specific but form of a lesbian. That's the same thing. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair, 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 fair. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it is the fair, classic gross. <laughs> thing of a man turns a lesbian quote straight Tur- quote turns a lesbian mm-hmm. straight it is very gross like and my very dick, awful my dick can cure you it's like, I am quote unquote. glad it is just implied in the movie but that mm-hmm. is what the scene is from like, yes my fiance and I were watching this movie and in the plane she's all like don't try to flirt with me I'm immune and our ears perked they're like Really? Oh, that's, no, yeah. that is oh, the most obvious line. Yes. Girl, same, same. I, I yes. was just, I was just like, what else could this possibly mean? Come mm-hmm. on! Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Also, I have to say though, the delivery of my name is Pussy Galore and the eye, like the little eyebrow waggle. I, I, I gotta give that actress credit. Like that was a hard lift. And she still technically makes it work. Like yes. that, this yeah. movie could have honestly, better, better each time yeah, this I movie this honestly could have been ruined by that moment. <laughs> like, yes. right? But somehow, how she just eyebrows her wiggle, like the character wiggles her eyebrows, and you know, she's like, "I know, you know, how are you doing?" Why are you asleep yeah. on my plane? <laughs> she's, 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 like, she's like, I know who you are. Yeah. I know what you're about. I know that you're, I know that you are now paying attention. The uh, self-aware eyebrow is a good uh, pivot because uh, <laughs> I would not have bet that this Bond movie, like introducing all of the gadgetry and silliness would already be this self-aware about it, but it just totally is. And I guess that makes sense because it's Bond and it's camp, but like, yeah, when his response to Pussy Galore is, I must be dreaming, or like, um... You're a woman of many pots, Pussy. Oh, my God. (laughs) The the number of times times where they're just like, Pussy, 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 I'm just like, okay, guys, come on. Stop it! Come on. Also, also, I just want to say, self-aware eyebrow, I want to put that on a mini poster. Self-aware eyebrow. Well, she's an actress. Like, I do think she, like... I honestly think they practice that line. Like the way it's shot, it leads yeah. me to believe that they practice that line like a half dozen times. And she at like, least, yeah, yes. uh, at least she was I like, do. I have I, to get this right. I, I w- if they, if somebody told me like, oh yeah, they shot this scene like that, her actually saying the line like a hundred times. 
I would not be shocked because like it, <laughs> the one they got is perfect. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's a hard line to just like lead with because like mm-hmm. I'm sure like the lady has to have cracked up once. I'm pussy galore. <laughs> like, that's like how I say it. So I don't know. I don't know. Like what her first reaction. Take, take the first five takes to, to Man, laugh your way through it. I, now I, we'll move on. What to be I, a fly on the wall when that script was delivered to her. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the other one I was thinking of is when Q tells him that the car has an ejector seat and he's like, Really? An ejector seat? It's like <laughs> you must be kidding. Yeah, you must be. You must Boom, be. You're I never, yeah. yeah, it was also like it, 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 it becomes a joke yeah. later on that Q doesn't joke about his work, but in the moment, it's they're like, "Please stay on board." Like the whole point is like, "Please stay on board with the movie. We're not ridiculous. We swear." Like it's just they're like begging the audience directly, "Please don't leave." This is still I an action. So. I have to say though, when he actually uses the ejector seat in practice is the funniest moment of the movie for me because the guy goes flying up out of the car and he's just like ah <laughs> I don't know just the, the scream and the like it, so it, obviously it's a pretty dummy. clearly a dummy oh, yeah. yeah it's just it's, yeah. it's so funny <laughs> I had to like pause the film I mean this this yeah, I mean, we are already straight at Spy Car. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, the last one just had a very practical, you know, uh, attache case that you would see in a regular old spy museum. Like, that feels straight out of a Cold War spy museum. And this has, like, an Aston Martin that shoots guns and has, like, <laughs> like uh, oil slick. It is straight plate. out of that. Remember the Spy Hunter video game? Like, basically, that game was just you piloting the Goldfinger car because it had, like, guns and oil slicks and tax and stuff and i think there is something very interesting and i think you know looking at like just the way the film opens i can see how this just works so well even though it was the third film that you know i should mention again it's very interesting how this worked out so dr no budget of one million dollars made uh 16 million dollars uh from russia with love two million dollar budget made uh like 60 million dollars Goldfinger, $3 million budget, $124 million. Wow. Like it just yeah, exploded. And I think that there's just something just so easy to just watch. And I get why this is the one. It's like, if you want to watch one Bond film, even though I don't think it's my personal favorite, which we'll get to. It's not. I kind of have to say this one because it's just like it, it this one really? or another one we'll get to because oh. just in terms of like you're going to get the basic experience. And that's the thing with a lot yeah. of there's so many scenes and quotes in this that I would never have thought were all from this movie. Yeah, that I'd like, sure. you know, it yeah. is it is a very quotable an movie. Iconic movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one like, of those ways that like bond. I find that often the film like as a film fan, I notice that often like there's only so many movies to watch. So like a lot of times, you know, I'll go by list of like, what are the best, you know, films of all time or something. And often like the one they'll pick for say Fred Astaire, right. They'll pick one. They've just kind of settled on, you know, top hat is the one or whatever. And you watch it. And then if you like, go, I love Fred Astaire. I'm gonna watch all the Fred Astaire movies. There almost certainly is going to be one you like more. Yeah. But like, that is the one that will give you the prime best view. Ah. 
just as a fan, kind of. You I'm know, like, sorry. I think it's a Roger Moore movie. I know we don't. I don't. Here, I know man. we don't like I don't Roger so. Moore. <laughs> I just like. I We're just there. like Roger Moore. But I don't think that's the right answer. I think it no. is. I think it is. It's. It's. But it's either Roger Moore or from Russia with Love. Why are we doing the hybrid movie in between the two? I, that's my thing. Like, well, this. But from my understanding, is what established the formula more than anything, right? Like it has yes, everything exactly. that every Bond movie is going to have. I agree with forward, it as right? its place in history. I understand its place in history and as a transition point between early Bond and late Bond. My point that I'm going to say is, whose favorite movie is Goldfinger? <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> I think I think most Bond fans who've yeah. seen all twenty four. I don't know many nobody. who pick Goldfinger number <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, nobody yeah. does. It's the one you pick. It's like the consensus. Oh, you know it probably has the highest. As an introduction, maybe as an introduction. Yeah, yeah. Toothless, yeah we all agree it's the toothless pick. Well, okay, speaking cool. of introductions, Ben it has mentioned the, the highest average in terms. It's of the, the Chipotle Bond films. Yeah, sure, sure. I will accept that answer. I've been driving Chipotle lately. Be quiet. Jack is the Glenn Fiddick of. Oh, oh my God, you son of a bitch, stop with his scotches. You're making it's me the best selling scotch ever. <laughs> if, you buy exactly. it, Glenn, if you buy that for me, you've insulted me. I don't like, like, buy me a monkey shoulder. It's way cheaper. I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> I do, side note, I do prefer monkey shoulder to Fuck yeah, we do. Don't buy yeah. Glenn Fittich. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, why I think this one did work is like, you know, again, I don't like no scotch, but stuff. I like monkey shoulder. Nice. <sighs> this this is more in the '60s style. Like, uh, I highly recommend watching all the original Planet of the Apes movies just to see how weirdly people did franchises back before franchises were like basically established Dang. by Star Wars. You know, like, and, and Bond is closer in that it was trying to tell this whole Spectre narrative and like have a recurring villain at least. But I think it would kind of work for Goldfinger because the opening of this movie is just so perfect. Uh, you know, it just starts off. Just silly enough. <laughs> Does it have you from duck snorkel? Because it kind of yeah. He, he has a he has a seagull snorkel. Thank seagull. you. Not a duck. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, it is a seagull. It's snorkel. a it's a filthy looking bird. It must be a seagull. It looks yeah, a like bird. a I gross suck air out of this bird's butt. Let's say like, prop he got out of an auction house. Sorry, he's stuck on his head, and it works. But the thing that works is you know he blows up a thing and he pulls off a perfect immaculate suit, and that is like great. Up there with Bond smoking and saying James Bond, James Bond. Like that is just it sells your character can, in a can second. I just ask, as somebody who uses toothpaste, it must have taken so long to squeeze all that shit out of the belt. Also, he only has to squeeze out an inch and put the detonator in that inch. It still is going to explode. It's not like the nylon belt I is going to stop that, that, that tube from exploding. Sorry. That seems like an excessive <laughs> amount of C4. Yeah, it he was just like, I want. He was just like, I want to make sure. Like, yeah, doubly, it's just, triple. I love how the like, movie writes his name with it. The movie cuts through Three times to imply that he puts it on there very quickly, and I'm like, this this must have taken like a prop guy hours to put all that putty on there. Like I don't know. <laughs> oh well, well this franchise is notorious for like explosions, and we, we can talk about this with Thunderball, but it's like one of the biggest explosions in cinematic history up to that point. That's just like, it's like fucking windows exploding. I, I and honestly find <laughs> Thunderball to be a more interesting movie. Get <laughs> okay. it. This is Sorry. Yeah. Well, it's a worse movie, but it's more interesting. <laughs> well, this is our last of the scrappy, yeah. Yeah. cheaper movies. Like they because this blows up and 
you know, box office, it blows up on budget next to and literally Thunderball's three times the budget of this mill. So there is something just quieter back to that kind of slower, less crazy out there kind of bonds that you're going to get in the future. Like most of this film does take place in Kentucky. It is not like I love Kentucky. It's got some cool elements to it as a travel log, but it's not the like sexy Morocco or the you know out like it's not the kind of like ain't no Istanbul (laughs) as a junior as a junior member of Kentucky Tourism Board no I'm just kidding (laughs) 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 my mother is actually a a member of the Tourism Board in Kentucky (laughs) Ben Ben, I think you're right but I mean you know putting this in like the context of the time this is like a pretty out there movie I would imagine like with all the car doing all the shit that it does it's also like once again was a buzzword my 18 year old mother was just wowed by everything oh yeah you could see like the audience at the time just being like that we've never seen anything like this before it's like but me this is and i and i think i think also also having that theme song goldfinger by shirley bassey oh yes beginning like because because yeah because yeah sure like Doctor No kind of had a song. From Usher with Love, from Usher with Love had a song, but it was done over but the at credits the at the end of, at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to have this film start off with such like a huge bombastic song by by the, by, by a woman who was a great singer, like mm-hmm. it, it, it that that also really helps to just kind of to to to, to, set, to set the tone for one just James Bond as a character, but two this film. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah. this establishes my favorite. Thing about Bond films, which is the opening credit sequences, uh, I could just completely cements it. Um, the first two are kind of more experimental, and again, they are score based. And this one, you know, you have this song, you have a very key image of the woman in gold, but with projected paintings. You even have a great titty joke. Her, she has a projection of a titty, and if you notice, the golf ball goes in between her boobs. Ha ha ha! Hilarious 1964 humor. Um, Nowadays we're just like, oh, nowadays we're just like, oh, that's primetime television. Yeah, exactly. It's just like I can't believe it. Again, it's just this movie being just so blatant with the sexuality is like crazy. Let me let me try to explain where I sit with this movie. Let let me explain this real quick, just I want to finish with the the opening because uh, the next one we're gonna get is with uh, oh, I need to figure out his name, Maury Spender, who does the most sort of iconic. Bond openings. These two are done by a different person. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, unfortunately. But um, establishing bright up, but you know, like you said, like the next song, literally Tom Jones sang Thunderball, the last note of it, so hard he passed out. Oh my he, god! He oh. literally sang Thunderball, and he went uh, like he <laughs> ran out of oxygen. <laughs> Because he's like, that's how hard I have to do it to get to that Shirley Bassey level. That makes so much sense. And then, and and then, and then, decades later, Adele comes. Adele comes along. She's like, yeah, I don't have to pass out. I can just sing Skyfall. I'm good. She's like, I'm a little winded. (laughs) (laughs) The leg strength of that woman is insane. Um, (laughs) The theme also. It uniquely has the Bond theme in it, right? The Goldfinger theme, and then echoes throughout the movie. And a like, little bit, yeah. R- a and little that's bit. That's where Barry yeah. also starts doing this great thing he does. Uh, in particular, see, um, with uh, uh, Live and Not Live and Let Die. Sorry. You Only Live Twice. I forget the title of that for some reason. Um, oh, that's another uh, one of my favorites. He, he, he blends the music and that into a lot of the movie. Like he, Musically. He yeah. keeps this sort oh, of cool. central theme song and uses it as the score 
sort of main melody throughout the whole film. And that's, nice. yeah, definitely something you see here to start with. So, yeah, overall, like the, the Bond openings I watch all the time. They're just it's like amazing how favorite Im- thing. impressive that song is when like I'm chuckling to the lyrics because it's like, he likes gold. He likes gold a lot. Like, <laughs> like yes. Yes. No, I mean, it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the epitome of the film. Yeah. <laughs> He's honestly, I think this villain gets away with, I think this movie gets away with a lot because the villain is particularly good. Sorry. Can I move on now, Ben? I, I, I got like no, a point I, I want to do. I think the reason I, I particularly enjoy, uh, more more because I feel like this is essentially like kind of a Roger Moore proto bond movie. Uh, and I think one of the things I found is that Sean Connery is a little bit more creepery than Roger Moore when he's doing creepy stuff. I don't want to say that's like not a good thing because I don't know if Roger Moore is creeping on a person, somehow I'm less concerned about it. That's not necessarily <laughs> the best thing. Is it like, just because he's more English? Cause I feel like that's what it is. I, it kind of, like a little bit like it's like if Roger Moore's like saying something un- unattractive to a woman I'm like oh that's that's a little terse and Sean Connery's doing it I'm like that dude just raped that woman that's like well <laughs> first off this is like this is bad like I don't think there's another I, I, I honestly don't pussy glory and him in the barn I think is the worst bond moment in the franchise period that's my thought uh, I, I'm probably forgetting some obscure bond <laughs> yeah. reference like, so I don't want to say that it is but for me personally it might be one of the grossest I don't know so- that it's it's so definitely much. up there. Don't get me wrong, but even that that scene in Doctor No, where he like goes up to that one like place on the mountain or whatever, and there's that woman who mm-hmm. he suddenly figures out as a spy, and she you know outright says no, please, and then they he they still have sex. It's very disturbing. Yeah, there's a bad. Both one of in them the were bad. Movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's not that it's, it's not as bad. I think the thing is, this is like I think the thing that I always rail about in some movies, the popularity of this particular Bond movie, mm-hmm. and then I watch it and I'm like, what the fuck, guys? It irks like, you clearly. It, ir- yeah, it irks I me. It's, it's also like I think it's also like we all accept this movie. We all accept that scene. It's also just like the one where it's like, let, like you know, everybody makes the yes, yes, no, no jokes in that movie, and it's like this is like the one where that comes from, and it's also mm-hmm. like it's popular like i think that's the thing it's like this is a popular movie where all these other moments in this movie are popularized into mainstream as the confession of what bond is and also just popularized as to what action movies become and we accept along with all that that this didn't also like maybe sort of popularize like a level of sexuality or a sexual aggressiveness that might actually be become part of the popular culture in an accepted fashion because this movie is weaponized nostalgia to some extent and i'm just saying like you know we gotta accept mm. that this may be a moment in history where rape became more okay because of Bond. Like I'm just, I'm just saying. But just this movie, like no. if you're gonna call out Bond as perpetuating rape, it's not okay. It's not okay. Like, okay. like culturally accepted, obviously, is what I mean. Sorry, I was dude. This, this is like this is coming after the '50s, man. <laughs> like, come on. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, this I just, was already a problem long but before. I apologize. I set up a bomb. <laughs> Somebody died. I, I, I think that. Jack went a little far. But yeah, what I will say. <laughs> I'm drunk. Go ahead, this is, this is Jack's, when I said Moana was a big metaphor for rape moment. <laughs> so <laughs> I understand where he's coming from. Um, yeah. I think Jack went a little far, but I think this yeah. this is the movie, right, where he says, like, you're, it's like listening to the Beatles without earmuffs, right? Isn't that a line in this one? Or is that oh, yeah, I think it, yeah. yeah it's there awesome. is a bit of a conservative, like, you know, 
backlashy element to it. Just a, I wouldn't say like a huge one, but I do think there is an element of like, this is a man, this is a woman, this is like, you know, he is a, a, a strong person who's going to, you know, fix the government and single-handedly, there is like a bit of a like, we're not in full hippie mode yet, but the Beatles are around. Like there is a bit of a, a rebelliousness to the youth that's starting to bubble up more. You know, rock and roll mm -hmm. is at least 10 years old at this point. And, uh, eventually the hippie movement's going to become really big in a little bit. And Bond is going to continue. Again, it's the thing I always say it's very fascinating about Bond is that, you know, in the middle of the 70s when cinema is completely changing, Bond keeps on trucking. And he made it out crazy. of the 20th century. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I think you're starting to see it just a little bit. I, I think Bond fits most of the 60s. He's very much a 60s iconographic figure. Mm -hmm. And he started in the 50s from a guy who got most of his ideas in the 40s. So, like, he is kind of in that element you know uh and it's very weird that bond survives long after the 60s long after the cold war um yeah. and i think you're starting to see that a bit i do think there is a bit of a thing of like that line and, and the way he treats pussy galore and baby boomers are the, the audience the fact that like you know sean pointed out who are our villains a japanese man and a german man like we're still fighting <laughs> world war ii a little bit a yeah. japanese oh, man yeah. who's Cast as Korean when he's clearly well, not. I mean that there's a pro, queer oh, he profile. He's supposed to be Korean. He's supposed he to be Korean, and also ah ah is yeah. Korean for everything. <laughs> this is oh, in this movie. interesting. <laughs> yeah, apparently because he's yeah. evil. It's well, an all of power. The, uh, we fought a war yeah. there. Don't you remember Baby Booners? <laughs> right. I also, know. I forgot to mention like one thing. I, I forgot to mention that just an interesting factoid <laughs> is. Um, that, that Jack brought up, which I'd love to bring up, is that there's only been two Bonds that are actually British. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Roger true. Moore yeah. and Daniel Roger Craig. Because mm. Connery's <laughs> from Scotland. Um, actually, Lazenby's English, then. They haven't technically English. Still part yet. of the. Yeah, yes, okay, in, sure. In England, Trust me, you know, in, call, call, call my Irish father-in-law English and watch how well that goes. Like, Ireland's <laughs> different, though. Ireland is not part of the United Kingdom. He's, Northern he's Ireland, Northern, Wales. Northern, he's Northern Irish, so okay, yeah. Okay, Northern so, Ireland's yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit, so, like, yeah. My yeah, point is, yeah, don't even call Welsh people English all the time. There we go. <laughs> I'm not the calling them English. Britain. I'm calling them part of the United Kingdom. I lived in Scotland for a year and a half. Fight me. Yeah. I'm not I saying was there the for the referendum. Okay, I'm too drunk. Well, I'm not saying not I'm too drunk for you to be angry at me like now. I love you so much. From England proper. I'm not yeah. saying they shouldn't separate, but I, 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 oh my god, watch me not drop. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot that Lazenby's actually Australian. Yeah, Lazenby's Australian. Oh yeah. shit, really? Yeah, Dalton yeah. is from oh. Wales. It was a deal and at the time. People were actually like upset about it. Yeah, that he had Australian. Yeah. Uh, British bond. people specifically. No one, else too. <laughs> no one else can tell the difference. We'll get to it. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, Brosnan is Irish. So there you yeah. Go. Yeah. 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 I, um, which is really kind of obvious to some extent. I, I always, I see Brosnan, I'm like, yeah, he's Irish. Like, no, it's oh, him with Connery. Like I mean, Connery, like, his English accent, the first two, people are like, Especially people from England. Were he like, doesn't mm. have an well, English accent. He tries. Well, he tries a little bit. Doctor No, <laughs> he tries yeah, more. No. And he definitely tries more. He Dr. tries no poorly then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's so kind of literally in. He plays a Mexican man in Highlander, and he's like, "Hello, <laughs> I'm 
Allah. The Count of D- no, 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 Remember, he's Egyptian <laughs> and totally white. It's fine. There's also <laughs> a white guy in I Mexican face. No, he's an Egyptian guy. He, no. he lives no. since the time of Pyramids. So yeah. It's insane. It's, it, no, the whole thing is insane. <laughs> we ought to review Highlander. That oh, movie Highlander is, is a the fucking trip. <laughs> and all that Queen music. I love music. that movie because yeah. it's so off the wall. Queen the music with is, lyrics. As we all know, the villain is Mr. Krabs. It's the voice of Mr. Krabs. <laughs> oh. Not kidding. You're shitting me. All right. He's also, I'm he's learning also so the much. warden from Shawshank. 200. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not the warden. Sorry. Not the warden. Yeah, the guard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe, yeah, the guard who's yeah. also uh, the voice of Superman in the animated series. Yes. Yeah, he does a good Superman. He's <laughs> Superman like he's like in the way well, that I was about like to say, Lex Luthor, Mark right? Hamill is secretly yeah. the Joker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, okay, Jack, so, you've given like a kind of negative take on this pushing back. I feel like because we've been overall positive. I just want to say real quick because I was negative on like the past two ones a little bit, and I said something like ooh, uh, maybe ooh. I just need Bond to be sillier, and then I'll embrace it more as like more enjoyable. This film called my bluff on that. I did not enjoy <laughs> this <laughs> silliness. You're quite, gonna like quite you're enough. Gonna like Roger Moore. I think we gotta get to more silliness. Yeah, I think we gotta get to more silliness. I, yeah. I do. I think, we got I like. Two or three I'm movies just, and then we're it's, in more. It's still just silly enough to where I'm overthinking it. We're like, why did he kill the mafia guys that wanted to work with him? And I just, I didn't fix it on that too much because the, I got to say, Trevor, the room where he fucks man. with them is pretty cool. That is definitely one of the best parts oh, yeah. of the movie. That, that is but Ken then, Adams, like one of his best sets. Like yeah. that whole, and, and another thing I love, which is just thinking about these villains where they're like, I want a big map that yeah. comes out of the floor. <laughs> and then, but also, I need gas tubes. Don't tell me why. Like he's the, I always think about the contractors in these movies who have to like come up with these insane theories. The of idea is Magnum that, Opus, the volcano layer is coming. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. The idea um, that the gas yeah. specifically is going to distribute in the atmosphere and get enough parts per million for everybody to faint immediately is uh, it, it kind it's of very break. heavy gas. I very, guess it very really it sinks. <laughs> it really breaks it for me. <laughs> Even though it turns least, out they're all well, pretending, it, I don't know if that makes yeah. it sillier. I don't know if that makes it worse or better. <laughs> like more or less believable. I do also that they like that they had be. more like they had to give acting school to a bunch of soldiers real fast. They're so like, okay, when yeah. you fall asleep, here's how you do it. Like you want to, like don't hurt yourself. So make sure to have a good landing spot. And like mm-hmm. you got to stay still. You can't cough or anything. <laughs> like have to get some quick improv classes. Yeah. All right, <laughs> let's wrap Harder. it up. Yeah, um, I'm too drunk for this now, as we have established. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you last? <laughs> <laughs> I will make it. Yeah. Ask right, somebody else with, first uh, so I can pee. <laughs> I just see the Unicron, so I'm going to, I have to go to. <laughs> who also, as we mentioned, Orson Welles. Final performance by Orson Welles, Unicron. Oh, my God, true, movie. yeah. Yeah. All right, Peter, what are you going to give Goldfinger? Or should I say, Goldfinger? I'm amazed. We made amazed. We made it this long without doing that already. You know what? Yeah, that's true. It's been in uh, my head this whole time. It's fine. Oh yeah, for at least the past fifteen minutes. Um, I will give this a seven point five. I had a lot of fun watching this movie. It, like, it, it was. It, it's after watching Dr. No and from Russian with from Russia with love. And it's like, okay, like you're, you're, you're seeing the beginnings of like what I, what I personally know of as James Bond from like the admittedly few 
Bond films I've seen. It's like, like I get to Goldfinger and it's like, here it is. Here is everything I can come to expect. And now, and, and now that I've seen this film, I can go on and compare everything else to this and see how it stacks up. But yeah, but but yeah, I I I think I think it's a fun movie for me. I I, I like Goldfinger. I like I like I like um I like the villain. I love I love Pussy Galore. I think I think she's great. And how she's like, nope, don't fuck with me, until he does fuck her. Um, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, but yeah, I I I like I like this movie. It's a fun time. Seven point five for me. It appeals nice. to her maternal instincts or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, I'm too curious what your score is, Trevor. What do you give it? Uh, so this is better than Dr. No. I, I think from Russia, (coughs) excuse me, I think from Russia with love, no matter where we go from here, I'm still going to respect as like technically better, even though I was bored by it than a lot of other films maybe going forward. But, uh, I think it still entertained me more than this did. Um, so I'm going to put this at a 4.5, if that makes sense. I know I'm what? still. I, I, I know. I'm, Trevor, I'm sorry. you're killing just, me, man. I'm, I'm just so excited when it's going to be Moonraker and it's like three, two, one, three, seven. It's going to yeah. be the reverse. Yeah. Oh, and Trevor, with your wonderful Moonraker. Sean Connery impression, I expect you to think more highly of Bond films. Ah, oh, man. It doesn't help that this is like specifically my dad's favorite just because Sean Connery says pussy galore so many times. Pussy <laughs> galore. I'm tired of and I've Never heard my dad's like impression pushy. too many times. This is, this is your dad's sexuality, the movie. <laughs> uh, that's tough to think about. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Push me go on. Yep. Push me go on. You have to have jowls It is. It's fun to say. Push me go It's like... <laughs> I got my dad talks about Whitney Houston too much, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> wait, really? Stop. Your dad talks about Whitney Houston. <laughs> yeah, he loves Whitney Are Houston. Are you joking? The never... bodyguard, some high ass shit. I'm I've just saying. Man, so I, I've met that man so many times. I would have never guessed that. Oh yeah, he loves any kind of powerful singer. He's like in love with them. He's like so wow excited. He's more platonically in love with Billie Eilish, but like he won't shut up about Billie Eilish now. He's like so that. in love with Billie Eilish now. <laughs> that Not that way. Just in terms no, of no, like, no, no, no. But I'm saying like just like just like the like the interest in being a fan like that. I'm surprised by. I didn't yes. see coming. Yeah. Interesting, dude. All right, uh, Sarah. What are you gonna give Goldfinger? I give Goldfinger a six point five out of ten. It was a lot of fun, and it does show a lot of the. You know, it's the first wacky Bond film, as we have already said. Um, But one, I did not find the plot as compelling as um, that of From Russia With Love, quite frankly. And um, the whole, you know, conversion of Pussy Galore thing really bothered me, even though it's not as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Blatant in the film as it is... In the in the novel, which admittedly I have not read, um, but still, like I knew what was going on and I didn't like it. That said, again, solid early wacky Bond film, so six point five out of ten. All right, Sean, 
feel like you're going to raise us up a little more with the score here. What are you going to give it? Raise me up. Yeah. Um, well, first, just for the record, you guys are right. Uh, Clancy Brown did play at Lex Luthor, so I <laughs> could call yes. there. Um, I'm a nerd. You doubt it. I'm um, I, I agree with Peter. I'm going to give this a 7.5 as well. Um, right. Yep. Uh, this is a, it, it's not, you know, I gave From Rush with Love an 8. This is not as good of a movie. This from Russia with Love, but it is probably in my top five Bond films. It really does uh, establish the, the formula, and it does it so well. I mean, again, there's just like these very iconic scenes sprinkled throughout it, and you know, even having not seen this movie in 15 years, I as soon as I start rewatching it, I'm like, oh yes, here we go. Um, you know, it just it just all kind of brings it back. But you know, kind of from beginning to end, it's it's it's, it's a really fun ride. Um, Goldfinger, I think, is 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 one of the best Bond villains. Um, I don't I don't mind uh, Blofeld and you know his the Spectre henchman, but I do kind of enjoy that Goldfinger has his own thing, um, and they kind of combine you know aspects of Blofeld that make him scary. But as you said, Ben, kind of the you know you just have a lot of these scenes where Bond and Goldfinger hang out and they just kind of have this dialogue back and forth, and it, it really works. It really works well. It's kind of fun to watch. So. Uh, Ultimately, a 7.5 just because it established the formula. And I would say, yeah, if, if someone hadn't seen any Bond films and, you know, it's like, which, which one do I need to watch? It would be Goldfinger. All right. And Jack? Four. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. I, uh, so. Lower than Trevor. Surprising everyone. Uh, no. All right. So let me, let me explain this one too. I think I am partially annoyed that this is everybody's favorite James Bond movie. First off, I, I don't yeah, accept the consensus of it. It's not mine for the record. I, I know. We, 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 we've all accepted that this is all like our consensus bond of what you should see. My, all, my, sorry. That was a, it was an attack on you, Ben. Other people have said it. I'm really referring to them it's, and the community. It's, it's the Glenn Finnick. I've said this through. It's fine. It's fine. The point of this is <laughs> that. Jack Daniels is American. <laughs> exactly. Tennessee <laughs> whiskey. Bond order the sour mash. Which, oh, my God. That's what Jack Daniels is. Also, love. Did you guys see those mint juleps? They look like shit. That's all I'm gonna say. It had like a they fucking did, no ass stock, no ice. There's a podcast list too, and they did like they're, they're like bartenders, and they're like, "What is that? Is that how they did mint juleps, or was that Britons not knowing what a mint julep was?" That's exactly right. what the fuck it was. Yeah. So you just we stick the mint it. in the glass at the end, right? Yeah, and like then a it's a mint julep. Stock right. of it. I don't yeah. know. I don't want to talk about it. Jack, talk it's about fine. It. We can call I thought it. it was like a smart. straw. Yeah. That's That's a, the point. The point I want to get to here Ooh. for a four is that Bond established there. The value of this movie is in history at all. And the value of is what this is the direction that Bond is going to go in after this. That said, all of the moments that we're talking that are really nice about this outside of like some of a couple of really nice interactions are going to be done better in the Bond franchise later and by other movies. So, yeah, it established norms. That's all you really can say for this movie. And yeah, I'm a fan of history because I like From Russia with Love. And I gave it a good score because of that, but I also think it has a standalone value as its own movie, whereas this is at times just incomprehensible. And also, I just think that, like, we're not trying, like, 
he still thinks he's doing a different movie. He still thinks he's doing a From Russia with Love when he's doing a Roger Moore movie. And Roger Moore is going to come in and run with his formula and it's going to be fine. I actually like the next Bond movie. Well, I don't want to give a score on it, but, you know, You Only Live Twice is, I think, even more ridiculous. But somehow, oh, Thunderball. Sorry. But after that, You Only Live Twice. Thunderball is, we'll get to Thunderball. I like Thunderball better than this. I, I think there are there are maybe two movies you know, putting aside, I, I, I would say maybe Thunderball and maybe Goldeneye that do the formula as well as this one until you get to the Daniel Craig era. Yeah, I, I and, and which is which I'll give Daniel Craig credit. He at least to two of the movies because two of them are shit and two of them are good because every other Daniel Craig movie is good. So he really needs to make one because most likely it'll be good. Because <laughs> that's the rule of Daniel Craig. Comes out, we'll find out. No, mm-hmm. no idea when, but fuck me. Like, anyways, I was supposed to know a month ago. Fuck you guys. Not better. Not better at all. <laughs> the the point here for me is that like he. As a movie, it's like, like I actually don't think I need to defend this. He like rapes a lesbian straight. I'm over it, yeah, right? Like I don't really bad. need to defend. I don't actually need to really need to defend shit. Do I? Do I actually? Like that <laughs> happens. Maybe we can go watch a Roger Moore movie. And yeah, he's creepy at times, but Roger Moore is like has this like beneficent. <laughs> creep factor that just doesn't like trigger me. I don't know. I feel it. it is. It's uh, fine. He's creepy. He does creepy things. Creep. <laughs> and you know what? I, I, I am going to have to. I need to say say something as the resident lesbian on this podcast. I should be a Please. lot more bothered by <laughs> James Bond's toxic masculinity than I am. <laughs> But and, and I freely admit that. But I think there there is some just little part of my brain that escapes the analytical and is just man. I want to be James Bond, and it's it's that escapism <laughs> thing that we've talked about in previous yeah, yeah. podcasts. And, and you have more. So right I to want say to that. acknowledge that, yeah. Jack. Thank you for bringing that up because you're right. I, I I just I just feel like like I was watching this and I was like oh like because like and I I actually was like legit for me personally I was legitimately ready to like defend this scene to anyone and I was oh, watching no. I was like you can't defend this scene to nope. anybody no. ever Nuh-uh. for any reason. No. I wanted to defend you, James Bond. You fucked me. <laughs> just yeah. like you just fucked. Pussy galore against her will. Sorry. <laughs> Look, like, yeah, yep. the, it's the same way. I'm sorry. You, get to, you only live twice. There's a whole subplot that I cannot defend. Well, and I love that movie, but I cannot defend yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, you only live twice is just generalized racism. This is like. Yeah. I don't know. This bothers me so much more than you only live twice. Well, that reminds the, the, me. There the only is, thing uh, that, I, that I take issue with you, Jack, is that you think Roger Moore is a better Bond. I don't think he's that. a better Bond. I like From Russia with Love. I just think that Moonraker is a perfect movie. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, man. I don't know. We'll get there when we get there. I don't actually think that. I don't actually think that. Yeah, The Incredibles will get there when we get there. Moonraker is the best television movie. I'm drunk. I'm out. Too drunk. I'm going to regret this tomorrow. (laughs) I'm going to look tomorrow and be like, I gave it a four. I'm going to be like, that's probably uh, what I actually thought, but fuck. The Jap. You're going to regret that one. Drunk words or sober thoughts. The Jap can't be the lowest score on every Bond film. That's what I think. The Japanese face in that movie reminds me there's Mexican face in the opening of this one so far we've had like 
what what it, what was it in Doctor No? Chinese face, and now we've had Mexican yes. face, yeah. Yeah. and oh, now I, I, can't. I, I can't. don't think we ever get blackface. I guess the one thing they never did. <laughs> well, Thank they God. should know by the yeah. 1960s. There is a real it. racist thing that happens in uh, though in uh, uh, there's a lot of real racist things that to are, are we gonna talk about Live and Let Die? <laughs> I mean, Odd Job we'll just said that's pretty well. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Well, let's uh, We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so, uh, my turn. Yes. We're ending this. Um, uh, Goldfinger is a weird one. It's it's always been one that I agree with Jack. Like, as a Bond fan, it can be kind of annoying that that's the one. But I, I kind of understand it. And I think because I've seen other movies, it, it's the same way I feel about uh, uh, Old Boy, which is, you know, some people mm-hmm. think is the best Korean film ever made, and I think it's a good starter, and, and if you get into the deeper stuff, there's better films than Old Boy, but I get why that's the one, you know what I mean? And I get why this is the one. I get why this is the one that, you know, you want a Connery because it's the 60s and Connery started and he's still the most iconic character and one of the most iconic performances of all time, you know? You, you want one that you can just kind of jump into. It establishes the things you want, you know, the things we all think Bond is, even though I think Bond can be a lot of things. But typically you think, you know, big, brassy opening number, a, a cool car, lots of gadgets, uh, a villain with a crazy plan, uh, uh, a sexy lady with a crazy name. It just has all those elements that are just very much it. Uh, I, I don't think it overall holds up. I think it's too slow in a lot of places. I think this is the one that really feels its length to me of all the Craigs, even though they're all fairly slow. I mean, this is over two. The hours. Craigs? Like it's, the sorry, Connors. No, the Connerys. No. Uh, the Connerys, uh, this is the one that, even almost more than Thunderball, but maybe that's just because I always watch the action scene in Thunderball at one and a half speed. <laughs> I recommend it. <laughs> it's <a lot> faster. <laughs> Why don't they speed ramp? I'll rant about this next week. Um, Th- Thunderball. It, has a lot of action movie tropes that it brings in, and it improves the formula a lot in my mind. But they're they're get all that. underwater. <laughs> get that. <laughs> we'll get there. I, we'll get there. It's just my defense of like when my scores are start going to be greater. I just I really think the Thunderbolt okay. adds a lot. Sorry. Um, it's got a good villain. It's very enjoyable. I just think it does feel its length a lot. It's just not one I love to revisit, frankly. There. I think Sean has convinced me that it is very valuable in the sense of like the sequences that are great are so great. Like they are like the, the, the golden woman, the, 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 the first time you really see like the machine guns, the gassing, the guys, the, the cathedral the, of the, gold, as they called it. Yeah. There's all kinds of really great, uh, the final, I think the, there's a, some pretty good hand to hand with Ajav and Bond at the end and him getting killed with the electricity is pretty cool. A lot of people that get electrocuted. Cool. That's electrocution number yeah. two in this movie. Yeah, it's like true. he remembers. Oh yeah, electrocution! I electrocuted <laughs> a guy before the movie started. Yeah, <laughs> but it's also like Texas, I think this is one of the most sexist Bond films for sure. It has one of the worst scenes, obviously, um, and I think it is one that I get why it's tough to watch. And it's the same thing of like I kind of don't want to recommend some people. It's almost this is like, well, you're gonna have to see the barn scene, mm. <laughs> but yeah. you kind of should see it because it also sums up. The problematic thing that Bond has always had. History of, of, uh, of rape and, and film. Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind absolutely. of. It's the scene. Like, I'm just, yeah, and, I'm just and, putting it there. No, and, and so I, I think for all that being said, I'm ultimately getting the same that, that a lot of y'all have is 7.5. I think it is a, a very good film, but not, I think, one of the masterpieces in the Bond canon, even though I get why it's the one to recommend. And even though I would say... 
possibly the one I would recommend, though that's kind of hard for me because there's too many that I kind of care about now. Um, so, yeah, 7.5, which means uh, we give, uh, surprisingly, Goldfinger a 6.5 overall. So that is our average. Right. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah wins this one. Yes. Mm-hmm. She gave the average. All right, so. Next week, we will be talking... Are we doing Thunderball? Isn't it like a hundredth? Isn't it like a two hundredth? Right? Two hundredth? Next well, week. We did so, also briefly discuss doing Muppet yeah. Treasure Island. We haven't oh, I, t- I was going to talk about this, because if you want me to do it, I was thinking about doing a Jeopardy episode for our two hundredth and talking about the history of MGP and just general movie trivia. I'm also down for that. Ooh. Also that getting or- very, 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 very very drunk either way <laughs> all right all right we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out we may not do thunderball next so the we'll but see, it will we'll happen see. eventually for sure we also have to figure out because everybody made all of them unfree or not unfree obviously we pay money for our streaming services but they made it very difficult to get a hold of all these bond films yeah mm-hmm. they all they all as soon as we started they all left amazon despite being there for years Eat of course a dick sony <laughs> yes of course. Cooler, yeah. Yeah. yeah well i don't know it's hard to decide sometimes. It's hard to decide know. who did it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, I who, maybe yeah. Who, Amazon who, with who that. still do, do doing me well with Futurama and Archer. Mm. Yeah, they they got great cartoons. I yeah. didn't realize how many great. I've been watching a lot of Flapjack. That show was out of its yeah. mind. Rick and Morty also on Hulu. <laughs> yep. Also, yes. anything on Disney Plus, man. I, I really just I'm really glad Hulu still has like Gravity Falls and stuff. That's surprising. That is surprising. Yeah, I don't know why. We can't figure out why Gravity Falls has not been snapped up by Disney Plus. They, I would, they said actually, announced that they announced that it was leaving Hulu, but then it stayed. And now it's well, on Well, that both. was the question. What the fuck happened? Did Hulu just keep it up and just say, I guess the almighty nobody. Disney changed <laughs> its mind and was like, okay, we'll let them keep it and also have it over here on Disney Plus. Well, huh? isn't there also some bundle where you can there's, get Disney yeah, Plus a, a, and Hulu and ESPN? So that's true. Does Disney, does Disney owns secretly Hulu. own yeah. Hulu? Yeah, so why not just like keep it on both like it, like it's not hurting them mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point all right everybody <laughs> um so that will do it for movie gang podcast what's the score week? uh 6.5 ah, ah, mm. damn well that was someone's doing um <laughs> why is it more mine than trevor jesus <laughs> Because Trevor is the outlier. You're a statistical <laughs> average now. Okay. I don't know. I voted 6.5, so I blame myself. Yeah. Well, yeah, we went exactly where. <laughs> it's actually fair. It's fair. Uh, statistically, I'm going to wake up this morning and we're going to put it also, in a giant graph of our scores and it's going to throw my average down here and I'm going to be like, I was really drunk. <laughs> and also, I, I want to tell Sarah that it's totally okay to both be a strong feminist watching these films and finding difficulty but also ranking the hottest at the end so if you want to give us a ranking of top five you know bond Bond girls girls? okay challenge accepted that's a great idea i feel like we can all enjoy that because i want to know where sarah's taste goes in this i'm very curious okay number one don't need to name the other four Peter, there are some hot henchmen, but not many. I'm just going to warn you. <laughs> I wonder not what Jack's preferences are for. <laughs> I'm just saying. Now, I will say there is a scene in Casino Royale, if you haven't seen it, that's for you specifically. Oh, for <laughs> sure. <is>. Yeah. <laughs> the scene where he comes out of the water is like unbelievable. Oh, no. like, oh, oh yeah. It is nice that Mother Bond. The, even I like, could appreciate that scene. <laughs> yeah. It's nice that Mother Bond has like. 
both sexualities represented, which is all we really yes. wanted. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just a whole sexual thing that we can all enjoy. <laughs> Let everybody Hooray. be fun. That's all. That's we all want. just jacket. <laughs> <laughs> also, right. Eva Green. Yes. On that. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> Eva Green's a good choice. Mm. Good choice. All right. So for the Movie Gang podcast, thank you all for listening. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Continue to listen to us. Uh, we hope that we've uh, made you feel a little better in uh, a time where we're all just like, ah. So going back to old <laughs> old bonds with lots of wacky shenanigans is always a good relief. And so I appreciate that we're still doing this and we're all chatting and having a good time and staying safe. Um, be sure to check out all of our podcasts, Animania, Geek Space Nine, Feast for Bros, all of those at TuskingShed.com. If you like the show, like, subscribe, rate, and review it. And uh, be sure to uh, give us a review wherever you can. Uh, my podcast app just made it very convenient to give reviews. And now I'm giving reviews to everything because I know how much it matters. I'm just very lazy to get to iTunes. I'm so sorry. But I always review our stuff, I promise. Um, and uh, uh, it does help with the rankings. You know, there's a lot of movie podcasts out there. And share it with your friends. You know, you got a Bond friend. Be sure to share it with them. Um, I know as a Bond fan, I'm always looking for new stuff to talk about. So thank you all. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Goldfinger.